welcome to the Wire to Wire podcast. It's me, your host Yusuf, and I'm back with a special episode for you guys. I'm joined by Adam Ali, aka Adam Won't Lose. He's a man that wears many hats. He's the founder of Everyday Hustle. That's also the name of his YouTube channel, Beard Oil, and podcast. He's an entrepreneur and author of two children's books. More importantly, he's the father of three children. Now we have a great episode today discussing his journey, life, parenting, business, and a bunch of other topics. I'm sure you guys will enjoy this one. So without further ado, let's just get right to it. You know, thank you for your time and for joining me on the podcast. I know you have a lot going on, so it's really appreciated. Everybody, everybody's tied up. Everybody's busy, man. So we're all playing the game of life, right? <laughs> um, it's all good. Thank you for even thinking about me and welcoming to your podcast. Yeah, one of the things, you know, I've always respected about you and why I really want to get you on. You know, you have a very strong work ethic, but your level of discipline and your time management like so you're someone i know you wear a lot of hats and you have a lot of different ventures that you're involved with you know content creator you have your own beard oil you're an author of two children's books you have more on the way you're an influencer and a brand partner for many different brands so i guess my first question to you would be how do you manage your time effectively to get all of these things done how um i don't know i just do it (laughs) I mean, it's like, what's the the alternative to it? Just chaos. Yeah. I just do it, man, because I just cannot. Like, I, I'm already juggling a lot of things in my life. I'm a father, you know, first. I got kids to, you know, to oversee. Then I have several business operations. And then I have, you know, a, a household to take care of. So it's in my best interest that I create systems that allows me to get things done in the most efficient way and try my best not to fully burn out yeah um you just you just do it because it makes sense because the opposite of that is just chaos and chaos is no good right so mm-hmm. yeah i'm just i i have a task list that i use okay um, I use a service called to do T E U X D E U X.com. Okay. Using a decade and pretty much it just allows you to map out every day. And if you don't complete a task, it, it automatically carries over to the next day. It allows you to look at your entire week at one glance. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on versus most applications out there that only show you what's happening today. Yeah. Yeah. And then I try to separate, I try to categorize my tasks, I should say, um, based on, you know, high priority, low priority, people I need to contact, personal things, finances. So I just categorize it. And of course, you know, you try to focus on the high priority stuff and then you go down the list and try to do the other things. So what does an average day look like for you? Yeah. Um, Wake up, get my daughter ready for school, drop her off at the bus stop. Um, If possible, maybe squeeze another 30 minutes 
uh, rest. Then I'm a pre-workout kind of guy. Take some pre-workout, go work out, you know, get that sweat. That really sets the tone for the day. I then start my day. I try I try to avoid um, consuming any kind of social media or news first thing in the morning. That's genius. Yeah, so I just be focused on, you know, the workout, revving myself up. And then you get back to the house and you get to the task or go to these appointments that I have, the meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, some, every day d- differentiates from one another. Some days I am filming. Some days I'm doing content with my daughter. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it really varies based on what needs to be done. Once I, once I you know, clock in, I should say, <laughs> to the hustle... It's it's all day, man. It's really all day of just chipping away, and um, that's kind of that's kind of the flow. It's not like some mystical day of <laughs> you know in the tunnel in the dark, as in, you know, freaking making a potion of some sort. It's just, there's no uh, Zen master aspect to it. <laughs> there really is. It's just, just get up and do it. And and I, and I try to keep I try to emulate that same I guess day to day even when I'm traveling mm-hmm. or a workout in and you like to have like that structure and routine yeah makes sense mm-hmm. anybody whether they know you personally or professionally or even like just your audience from like just watching everyone knows your discipline like it's very obvious it's self apparent right where do you think that discipline comes from um. I think just being on my own from an early age, I would say it kind of, you know, I guess there's some growing pains where you, 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 you know, you, you think that you have time and you can do, you could just be a youth forever. And that's not the case, right? It's just, uh, then you got to figure out how to make things work for you. Like I know I've been on my own since 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, you get burnt from living a certain type of way, and then it's up to you, really, you know, to create these systems and figure out, you know, what works. Yeah, because if you don't do it, no one else is going to do it for you, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I could say, too, I see my dad be very, you know, diligent and focus mm-hmm. his way of dealing. Yeah. But, you know, I just had to figure out what worked for me and that's kind of who I am and that's who I became sorry that's who I became and that's who I am now that's what okay so it's a combination of lived experience and observation yeah yeah well I remember when you started this journey thing it really started with you doing a body fitness transformation I remember you had the four-part video series and then from there you went on to sign on with pharma freak and then eventually it just transitioned into other industries and you became the person you see bef- that we see before us today. How were you able to leverage those skill sets from health and fitness and, you know, personal training when you started out and then use it to adapt into these different fields? Yeah, when I started off, you know, I was your typical trainer at a gym, just trying to prospect for new clients to train. And, you know, you want to f- figure out ways to stand out. You want to figure out ways to make more impact and essentially brand yourself. 
And I just took a leap of faith and decided, you know what, let me create some video content and see how people resonate to it. Um, yeah, I created the four-part motivational video series and it was it was fun. And I guess that kind of sparked, you know, my creating my brand. And from there, you know, you, you I learned a lot of things because now I'm starting to work with brands and now I'm learning how to speak more fluid in front of a camera and presenting myself in public settings and then be you know, how to conduct yourself with just people and followers and fans and really trying to figure out how do you stand out and be a positive role model. And then, yeah, you take these, you know, you take these learnings and you carry it over to, you know, different ideas that arises, different opportunities. It's just one of those things where you grow and, um, you try to take what you learn and apply it to these new these new areas of your life. Right. It's an interesting place, social media, because there isn't no blueprint yet. Like we are creating the blueprint and every day the blueprint changes and there's new things and there's more shock and this. <laughs> and and it it's it's a very strange space. It's I'm I'm I also think it's a very dangerous space yeah. because there's no blueprint and it's forever evolving. We are, you know, we're, we're showing our come up live, you yeah. know, yeah. literally live stream as you do all of this. So sometimes, you know, you get, you say the wrong things, but yeah, there's no blueprint or sometimes yeah. it works out in your favor. And then it's just a, it's just a weird, just social media is just a strange place. I think as long as you know how to distinguish the, the social media realm f from the 3D dimensional yeah. world, you will be able to, because it's very easy to get lost in that world because the social media world gives you instant gratification, gives you, you know, instant love, yeah. instant feedback. And it's such a faster world than the 3D world, mm -hmm. um, which could be very dangerous if now your ego is attached to that kind of instant feedback. Yeah. Like, I'm, making, I'm making sense. No, it does uh, make sense. Yeah. I think just that blur from social media to reality, I think it's just kind of created this blur where people, sometimes they can't distinguish between what goes on in social media and then what goes on in real life. It's very interesting. But one thing with social media is you always kind of, you get out of it what you look for. So if you're someone who just strictly wants to use it for like branding purposes or, or you know, getting yourself out there, then you'll definitely find your niche for that too. But if you're someone that just uses it for vanity, then that's what you're going to get out of it as well. So you're right. In a sense, we are kind of like that um, that lab rat generation with social media because we still don't really know the long-term effects because we were born with it. So I think over time, there'll be more like concrete studies that show what effect it actually has. Yeah, I 100% I agree. The The social media world is is is, is growing right in front of our, uh, our eyes. And uh, we don't even know what it all means, you know, <laughs> and we're going with it. We're trying to take advantage of it where it makes sense. And, you know, and it's been great. I'm not going to say it's been phenomenal for me for 
countless amount of people because it enables us to it almost immediately get you know create our voice mm-hmm. to the potential mass so it's been it's i've been in the digital space for the last decade it's been great but um we, I don't, we do we know what the ramifications are yet <laughs> no, no we don't we're starting to see i feel like uh there's definitely a loss of human touch even though we're we're connected mm-hmm. but uh, from the 3d world i feel like there's a there's a you know because you you can see it we go you walk into a restaurant and everybody's just not even that that social setting is not mm-hmm. there everyone's kind of looking at their phone it's just even almost weird to just be together without that that need to to be on your phone or you know keeping up yeah you know, i, I I was thinking yesterday, I was walking downstairs to go eat something and I'm eating. And I remember I left my, my, my phone upstairs and I'm like, I don't even enjoy my meal without like grabbing, looking through the, my phone. Yeah. You know, I almost feel like if I, if I'm, if I'm not digesting the information off my phone, the food don't even taste good. Yeah. It's so it was, it was an interesting observation. It's so crazy how much it's literally become like a part of us. And like, yeah, sometimes it can have that effect. Like you're saying, we're eating dinner, something as simple as eating dinner that we need to do. It's just not the same without having your phone there. Right. Or like we'll walk in a restaurant, we'll sit down at a table. We all have our phones out. We're taking pictures of our food. Like before we even eat the food, we're just taking pictures of it. So it's 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 interesting. I think yeah. in the next ten to fifteen years, I think we'll have better understanding as more studies are done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, there's no bl- blueprint. We are the blueprint. Yeah, to go. It's changing, evolving every day. So who knows what that looks, what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So back to our conversation, you know, with all the different ventures that you've been involved with, you've always remained true to your roots and passions, which is health and fitness. Like we're talking earlier, that's how you got started. And then you have that program, Menstrong, and now you recently started a collaboration with uh, Maria Jose. So what would you say it's about this particular field? Uh, You mentioned how it sparked your passion. But how is it that it still kept you into it because you still have you still have a foothold in that industry and you're still finding success within it? So what is it about that industry that keeps you in the game? Um, I guess, you know, I have 10 years of fitness, digital business experience. So it allows me to still provide, you know, a service. Um, so yeah, my three fitness digital platforms is the men's strong one. And then I have people probably don't know, but I'm, I manage and oversee Ace Hood's fitness, um, brand called hashtag shredded, um, which is one of the bigger ones. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, I have this, uh, coming up, um, female fitness online platform with Maria coming out very soon, but yeah. it just it's just because I have, you know, a decade of experience in that world. Another thing that you uh, also have uh, quite experience in is uh, parenting. Uh, like you said earlier, you know, you're a father first, which I really respect. Yeah, you're a father of three beautiful children, Samia, Zane, and Aya. Yeah. Now, as a father of three, what are some of the lessons you've learned along the way about parenthood? Whether it's about yourself or dealing with your children, maybe both. Like, What are some of the lessons you've learned? Oh, it's, it's countless lessons every day. <laughs> I think uh, just things that come to my mind is, you know, being patient 
being mindful of the things that you're saying, the way you're saying it, um, being mindful of, you know, potentially how are they observing what you're saying? Can you say it in a way where it resonates better? It's about, you know, past, it's about creating systems for them that fosters a healthy child development. Um, it's putting them in positions to to challenge themselves and um, grow. It's and it's 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 a challenge for your, you know, for myself every day because I gotta show up. You know, mm-hmm. Th- these are tiny little beings. <laughs> Who are who are looking to you? Reliable, you know what I mean. Like <laughs> they to you. Yeah, they look into you know, and these are my responsibilities, and um, they bring they bring you joy because you that's your that's your you know there's a that amazing connection. There's just so much. <laughs> you can, I could sit here and have a whole entire podcast about this. Yeah. But, uh, I think patience is um, will always be number one. And your kids are gonna, you know, they're gonna put you, they're gonna pin you to to the wall and really challenge you and really get you to, you know, look within and you know come up with more, mm-hmm. you know. And I know that because when you know my my first one was um, in the oven, like I was like on real hustle mode. Like, how do I get this child in a house? You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to. And and you go into real grind mode. They really, really put your back against the wall to get it. You know, uh-huh. it's it's a it's truly a blessing. Um, you can't take it for granted. You just try to do your best. You learn and you try to pass on those learning, those values, those morals. Because believe it, they're they're sponge. They watch everything. They see everything. They they feel everything. If anything, they can read energy better than we can. So. Yeah, kids are very intuitive. They're intuitive for sure. So you got to be very mindful um, of everything. Like I said, the way you say it, how you, how they, you can't, and you can't be sarcastic with them because they take everything for face value. Now, one thing that I respected that you did too is, um, actually I saw it on Everyday Hustle, is you took Samia to the bank and you opened a bank account for her. Um, you have Zayn, he's currently involved in baseball. Uh, baseball he does other extracurricular activities as well i think he does uh, karate as well if i'm not mistaken right they're growing up and things like this help them build their confidence or self-esteem it gives them education right why do you feel that it was like that, that it's important for them for you to get them involved early you know as as i get um older i could see where i you know where i never got exposed as a child you know to certain things and where I was disadvantaged now that I'm where I'm at. And, you know, you try to fill those gaps. I feel like, you know, as having immigrant parents, you know, they didn't understand the way this country works. Mm-hmm. And it was they did what they could, which was put food on the plate and work and clock in and just, you know, so a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, how do I say it? The, you know, the lot of approaches that the typical I guess citizen of of this country, you know, do they weren't doing like setting up education funds and getting their finances ready and saving for retirement. Like mm-hmm. they they weren't thinking about that because they didn't even know about that. Yeah. So now we've gone through that process. I think it's mm-hmm. you know we got to fill those voids and do better. Yeah. And 
you know, and the kids are seeing that they're going to see, oh, you know, God will see the advantages of these mm-hmm. systems that we create for them. And hopefully they do even better for the next generation. So it's just, fig- you know, it's kind of do you do you want to repeat what was done before or do you want to, you know, amplify it and do better? Yeah. So it's 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 simple. I think um, the earlier you do it. The you know the the potential of it, the seed growing is uh, better. Yeah, I agree. I think it's about you know changing the trajectory as generation comes down. Because you know when you see your parents, they're working just for survival. So the stuff that we have time to work on and think about, they never got that opportunity. It was just survival, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. But growing up, watching them have to go through that, it made us realize that that can't be the only way. So we look for alternatives and doing the work like you've been doing. And now mm-hmm. you've been able to create a different tra- trajectory for your children to strive for. But I think that's a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, no, I totally, I 100% agree with what you just said. Yeah. So in all the different aspects of your life, whether that be professionally or personally or creatively, do you have any philosophies or values that you lean on to guide you? Um, I have a lot of philosophies and, I guess, values that I live by. But I guess some something that you know, a few things that come to my mind as a as we have this conversation is um you know just to base the 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 basic stuff, which is you know never hurt other people and never hurt yourself. I think those are two simple but yet forgotten values that we tend to forget because a lot of times our emotions get in the way and we're looking for revenge. We're looking for, you know, we're looking on how to trump situations, trump people. So that's kind of been my thing. Never hurt yourself, you know, never intentionally try to hurt people. Never try to hurt yourself. Um, Own up to your, to your shortcomings understand that most shortcomings there are lessons you know that's that's kind of been my brand won't lose right it's not about mm-hmm. not about the loss it's about the lesson there because mm-hmm. if you, if you can constantly learn the lesson you can never lose you know understanding that you, you just because you know something today and you think that you know you meet someone and they don't know it don't think you're better than them everyone is going through this journey on their own time, their own pace, have humility, be selfless. Just understand that, you know, we're all in this, we come into this, this realm and not, not, no one really has it figured out. I mean, you may have it figured out financially, but from a spiritual and, and other virtues, yeah, we're just here, tr- just tr- navigating and really trying to figure this all out. Mm-hmm. Do your best to just be kind and stay away from messy situations. Allow people to get burnt, get their karma. And it's all beautiful, man. It's even when there's disaster, you know, not necessarily like disaster, but when there's less fortunate events, there's usually a beautiful lesson that's going to come out of it. And just mm-hmm. aware, you know, just being aware of of it, you know, awareness is, is huge, I think. Yeah, just th- these are just things that are coming to my mind. Just, yeah. So many so many, you know, ways of dealing and just kind of be, 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 be authentic to who you are. That's a big um, one. Yeah. Just be authentic because if you don't be authentic, you're definitely going to get, you're going to find yourself in a dark place because you're going to become something that you never was. And I feel yeah. like that 
that's one of the ramifications of social media because you start seeing people doing things and you want to emulate that or become that. So there's a lot of people copying each other and then you might find success, right? Because you've, you know, because you followed some sort of pathway that's been laid out, but then you, you know, you get all the success and then you're depressed, you're yeah. sad. What happened? You know, mm-hmm. you, a lot of times you became something that you never really was. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right? A lot of copying, a lot of things. I think um, if you have that awareness, you'll know your light and where 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 you should be heading. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where like self reflection is very important. Like I find just taking time to just self reflect and just ask yourself questions, but productive questions, right? Because asking why me, as opposed to what can I do differently or what can I do better, what things do I like? Mm-hmm. You know, that's more empowering. And now it puts your mind in a mind state where it starts looking at those questions from a more like you're in control mind frame. And it makes self-discovery a lot easier, I find. Yeah, I think uh, I I was in my previous podcast with Chad E. Foster. He made made a very important point, which is, you know, we we become the stories we're telling ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So what story are we telling? Is it a victim story? yeah, we got to be very careful of the chatter. Yeah. Discussion that we have with ourselves and uh, making sure that we are creating a positive space in our minds and be mindful of the stories we're telling because a lot of times the stories that we're telling, we're exaggerating it. And if yeah. we're staying in that world, um, we become that. Um, it's true. Yeah. And it, it always starts with one. Right. So that just that one complaint can eventually make it easier to do a second one. And then before you know it, it can become your character, your personality. And, you know, that's an energy dream. (laughs) Like it's very, like it's very draining to think about life from that lens where something bad is always happening to you. You're always the victim. And it's like eventually, you know, you want to liberate yourself of that. Right. And the best way to do it is it starts internally. But you have to have a level of comfort with yourself to even get to that point. I agree. So with all this talk, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit. And I want to discuss this beard oil that you recently launched. So when you were developing it, right, how important was it for you that this be an extension of your everyday hustle brand? Yeah, I was just trying to fill a void, you know, because I have a beard and I'm using these (laughs) products out there. And, you know, I, I, I hate it using products where my hands was getting oily and mm-hmm. I just wanted something that was a little uh, uh, less messier. So just from, from the, the, the packaging of it, like it's a spray bottle, which is I'm mm-hmm. pretty unique in that, in the beard world. Um, a lot of times they use the dropper. So mine's just, you spray it around your beard, you know, a few times and then you comb. So that was kind of the problem that I was trying to solve. And mm-hmm. my annoyance of using various products in the in the beard world, but yeah, I wanted to create a, a scent that when you smelt it, it really gave uh, just it made you feel like uh, it, it just smelt like a hu- like the hustler, the hustlers in the building, and I think I could yeah. do that with uh, with the chemist that I was working you know, after mm-hmm. seven eight tries. Um, and yeah, people seem to really like that scent that I, I got, uh, mm-hmm. going, 
yeah, it's uh, it definitely represents me, and I'm, uh, I've had majority positive feedback. Now I'm just looking on expanding. Like today, I was spending some time trying to figure out how do I get it to the UK, Amazon UK. Um, mm-hmm. Next week, it should be officially on Amazon Canada. <laughs> finally, finally, it's, I've been waiting. I'm trying to get that it's been, to my rotation. Been Amazon has been. Um, yeah, I don't know why they do. Why they make their getting on their marketplace a process if you've been using their platform their marketplace as a stuff mm-hmm. it's not easy it's interesting though because their books is not so difficult no. like their books is, is very straightforward their books is very straightforward yeah the marketplace is yeah a tricky one for sure but it's good though amazon canada is coming for sure right yeah i mean i uh, <laughs> I've sent boxes and I would get issues either at the custom, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, something. And um, I literally just held out a bunch of um, products two days ago. So I'm hoping that it gets to Brampton. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon, FBA Fulfillment Center. And then they can officially start distributing across Canada. Hopefully, bro. For the other side of your uh, content creation, you have two children's book out. You have two children's books out now, uh, premised around your daughter Samia. So, what led you into creating these stories? Yeah, you know, it's, I was just reading books with my with my daughter, and as I was reading the book, I found myself constantly breaking down the story mm-hmm. so she could explain it more. And I was like, why? Why I would love to create a book where I, what you read is like what you what what's being observed versus constantly breaking the, the storyline down so that they can understand it more. So that was kind of the reason why, um, and it was more about legacy too. You know, for her now mm-hmm. as she, she as she gets older, you know, for her to be like, oh wow, I had books under my you know that were based on me as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, and it was good timing. Uh, her aunt, who's a doctor, was you know showed strong interest in collaborating. So it was good timing. It was yeah. yeah I, I kind of just made a quick observation off of like what you were saying with the beard oil, as well as with the children's book story, is that you identified things that you didn't like or things that could be done better. Exactly. That's uh, that's been that's that'll always be my approach. It would never. It'll never mm-hmm. be about just doing something because it's cool. Yeah. Thing to do. If I'm gonna create a venture, a new venture, yeah, I'm gonna try to solve a problem. Yeah. Um, and then present or remind people about that problem, mm-hmm. and um, hopefully it solves their problem. Yeah. And that's really the the key principle of business, right? Is like to identify a problem and see if there's a way that you can introduce a solution to the marketplace that someone else isn't doing. Right. So I, you know, I, I find that to be admirable, you know, because the easiest thing would have just been to leave a review on their Amazon and say, Oh, this product, you guys should do this instead. Like that's what most people would do. And it's good. Like it's good for business. You welcome that. Right. Because you want that feedback. But the fact that you actually took action and tried to find a way to make it, you know, authentic and unique to you, I think is very uh, admirable. So I respect that. Thanks. So uh, when you're creating content for your YouTube as well, the videos, I believe you drop them weekly, if I'm not mistaken. 
I tried to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you take that same approach or mindset when you're working on your videos? Yeah, I think I try to um, provide value. I don't want to, I don't want to just um, record aimless, you know, senseless content. And that works for some people because some people are just mm -hmm. so obsessed, obsessed with people's lives and whatever they provide they're fine with it but i just wanted to you know i just wanted to provoke emotions and make you feel i just wanted to present an experience with my content so that when you watched it you were you're gonna get you're you know you're gonna get potentially enlightened or you're going to feel something you know and uh, uh -huh. hopefully it, it, it sparks something positive in you to take action I would say is the the ultimate goal of my of my content is to spark some sort of positive actionable steps. Yeah, yeah. Because when I like, because I watch your stuff regularly, and you know, one of the things that I appreciate is that you show the behind the scenes of your day to day. But it's not just a typical vlog where you're vlogging just for the sake of it. Mm -hmm. But there's elements where you can be introspective. You know, you share you know, wisdom or your experience. And you also show your personality too. So people can see, you know, not what appears to be like a crafted image, but just who you are. Right. And I think there's structure. I think there's structure to it. The production is good. And you could tell it's well thought out. So I think you're doing a good job with it. Yeah. I just wanted to bring, I don't want to say something new, but just something just authentic to you. It's on the, on the YouTube platform. And I think that's what, makes a creator a creator is someone who mm -hmm. new experiences new ways of you know showcasing content and that's mm -hmm. as simple as i as it is i just wanted to create experiences that provokes emotions yeah versus you know a lot of the typical content out there and there's nothing yeah. content out there doing something a little different hopefully yeah. So the, actually, there's one particular segment that you did that I kind of wanted to ask you about it. Yeah. And like, I found it to be honest and, you know, it sounded a bit vulnerable, but I got so curious after you were talking about it. You were talking about the uh, Menstrong program in particular. So like full disclosure, I actually use it. Like I paid for the both the Get Big and the Get Rip program, right? Yeah, 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 And I found it to be beneficial, you know, with all the workout programs that it has, the meal plans, then there's video directories on how to do the workout. Like, it's very thorough. But in one of the series you did, mm -hmm. um, I think it's called, like, I, I think I failed or something like that. Yeah. But it seemed like you're being a bit hard on yourself. So I kind of wanted to ask you, I'm like, why do you think that you failed when you created, like, a really great product? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times people create great products. It's just doesn't stick you know because mm -hmm. whatever reason and and because my attention is being spread out on the various ventures i'm doing i'm not able to realistically put the effort it deserves so you you know and as you as and and i have other ventures i want to do so you start assessing okay this is a great service that i have but it's just doesn't it has not stick i've given mm -hmm. it years mm -hmm. and you know you you and that's just business yeah <laughs> it's biz, some businesses just have to close shop and that's just the nature of it mm -hmm. um, and you take those lessons 
and this, that's not the only business I've, I've, I've had handfuls mm-hmm. of business operations that just did not stick or I didn't have the capacity anymore because I'm putting my attention elsewhere or on, on other things that are showing more fruits or labor. Mm-hmm. And you go you and you you just adjust. That's just the nature of business. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was just showing letting people know like, hey, these things happen and it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, that, that's uh... I don't think I, I if it, if that was if Manstrong was my only bread and butter, mm-hmm. I would have. There's no. I would. It would. I would put all my focus on it, and it would. There's just there has to be no way it would fail because that's my bread and butter. But like yeah. literally running ten plus operations <laughs> simultaneously. Things are gonna get left behind. That's yeah. just truth of it. Yeah, when you put it like that, it makes sense. But like when I was watching the video, I'm like, I wasn't sure if it was just like, man, is he being hard on himself? Well, you have a kid yeah. to it because you've, you know, you have already gone through it. You, you've, you're getting the value from it, so you, you're like, hey, I like this. But for someone yeah. who has opened up their pocket and swiped their card to get it, you know, they don't have that same connection as you because they have not put, they have not invested money in it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I go. See, now that you've explained it, I'm glad I asked. Now I get your perspective on it. Yeah. And then another one of your videos too that intrigued me. You visited a graveyard, and you're discussing life and death. Now I know you weren't trying to sound uh, morbid or depressing or negative. You were just kind of coming at it from a more reflective, I guess, thinking about the bigger picture of life, right? Totally. But what? Was it that it, compelled you to want to put that video not, out there? It's not deep at all. I mean, I'm coming out of a studio. I see a, a graveyard. I'm like, hey, there's a graveyard here. Like, mm-hmm. maybe we should take a little drive through here and really, you know, get in tune with what's going on. Like, what what, mm-hmm. what really is. It, it wasn't any. It wasn't deep. It was just what it yeah. was. Yeah, and, and and I and I 100 stand by it. I don't think yeah. anything. But not. I don't think Nothing, he did anything wrong. No, yeah, I, I, I don't think anything puts you know this reality into perspective than the one that reflects on their demise. No, it's true. And I it's just want you know, and I just wanted to remind people that mm-hmm. about that because again, it's not all about just business and failures and success and wins and losses and the good and the bad times it's there's many and it's the the ultimate is that right and if you can yeah. remember that once in a while hopefully every day then you, you you'll be i think level-headed yeah i agree it's not something like we should be fixated on and it shouldn't be something that consumes it'll be just keep it in the back of your mind you know this is make like just live in the moment and enjoy it and try to maximize the most out of everything you can in life because you just never know, right? Of course, we yeah. never know. I mean, we do know. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't know what. <laughs> exactly. And I think I think if you if you are an aware individual, I think the moment you do reflect on that, if there is something that doesn't bark in within within you to be like, you know what, to live a more selfless life, I think that's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to not, like, if if you don't re- reflect on your demise, 
then you think life is all about making money and it, you know, or success or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it all is about. Yeah. And I'm going to share a, a very little known Adam fact, but growing up, you were actually nicknamed Kobe. And that was because of the res- the resemblance you had to him. And because like that was always your nickname, I've always had like that association. Like whenever I saw him, I just saw you, you know what I mean? And I don't know if you remember this, but I, I don't know. I find it to be a little bit ironic, but I was actually at your house the day that um he announced his retirement in the form of a poem on the Players' Tribune. And I remember telling you at the moment that it happened, I'm like, Kobe just announced his retirement. Mm-hmm. And I think like it was a little bit shocking because... You know, at some point, you know, everyone's going to, like, athletes retire, but he's just someone that, he just seems like he'll always play. You know what I mean? But now looking at it, it's been over a year since he passed. No right. one saw that coming, right? Mm-hmm. So I know you had, a like, an admiration for him and a huge respect for him. So what did Kobe mean to you and what does his legacy represent to you? At this point of my life, I can certainly say, Kobe is the most influential personality of my life to this very point. And I think it's, it, it, you know, I mean, his, his greatness through the game of basketball was what I adored while he was alive, but it was his passing that really took me down uh, a journey of self-reflection and just this this whole entire reality because now you you see, you know the person that one of your favorite icons while they were alive you know passes away you're almost like is this even possible you yeah. know this this greatness <clears throat> can I and it be, you know it becomes it, yeah he definitely took me down a journey of um real reflection and um that no death has done to me so far no one's death has done that to me so far what the person i've become in the last 365 has definitely been sparked by kobe's uh life and his transcending to the next wherever that is (laughs) yeah yeah it's yeah that one was it felt so surreal. Like I, yeah. like even now it still doesn't like, it still doesn't feel like it happened. I know it sounds strange because it's been over a year, but I still a part of it just does, it feels unreal. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. But is there anything about you that you think people should know? Anything that people should know? Uh, there's, there's, I think maybe you know if God permits, maybe down the pipeline I'll write a book. <laughs> but uh, things that just come to my mind is, uh, I think I'll, I'll always if we if whoever I cross path with, I always try to enlighten people, leave them with something to to ponder on. Yeah, I, I, that's one thing. Like, if if I if I didn't enlighten someone, I was not in my bag that day. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm always trying to have meaningful interactions with people, give some sort of meaningful, whatever it is, just something that people can um, can get out of. I'm, and I'm always trying to get 
you know, gems out of people as well. So I'm a learner first and I'm always going to try to teach as well. Uh-huh. That's for sure. I'm always going to be selective in the spaces I go into. Definitely big on energy and just where I go and who I'm around with. Uh, you know, the, the, I would say that and I would let people know that, you know, be very mindful of who you surround yourself with because you become, you know, your environment, you become your environment. You become the spaces that you, you walk into or create or allow in. That's very true. And I I thought I told you this, but going into this year, that line that you said in one of your vlogs, Mm -hmm. F a vibe, I'm going with what you show me. Yeah, like yeah. it's something that you, it was like an off the cuff remark that you said in a conversation with someone, but there's a lot of truth yeah. to it because you know sometimes people can mask their vibe, right? They can hide who they are. Especially now, there's this culture of like everybody keeps talking about vibe. You know, it, was a vibe. <laughs> it was a good vibe with a bunch of fucked up people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you can be sitting around doing nothing, <laughs> like and Yo, that could be yeah. a good vibe, like but. It's like, no, what is the person doing? Who is their character? <laughs> these people you're around with. Yeah. yeah. The music was bumping while you was around a bunch of fuckery. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I am not going with vibes no more. I'm going with what you show me. Whatever you show me, I'm taking that shit for face value. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't care about what you got to say. I'm going yeah. with what you show. You know, one technique I taught myself, right? And this is something that I had to like kind of learn over the years is like we're always looking for the big things that people do. Right. But I learned to kind of pay attention to more of the subtleties of what a person oh. does to kind of get a better understanding. Uh, oh, absolutely. I'm actually going to be talking about this in my next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, 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 you yeah, see, yeah. There's there's an alignment now, bro, because like I think that's very important because we're always waiting for someone to do something big. Sometimes we set the we set the bar so high where like obviously a person is not going to do the big things right away. Right. But sometimes it's the subtle things that they might do that might be an indicator of a bigger problem that you'll find out down the line. So that awareness of just really paying attention. And then adapting and moving accordingly is very important. It's something that I learned years ago and it's, it's, it's helped me and it's saved me so much time since in terms of like weeding people out and figuring out people's characters. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have any more to add to that. I mean, I'm going to be looking forward to the video on that one. Then. Yeah. It's going to be a, it'll be a good one. <laughs> Before we wrap things up, uh, how can people connect with you and how or where can they support you? Yeah, uh, my my handle across social is Adam Won't Lose. Uh, my podcast is called Everyday Hustle. My YouTube channel is called Everyday Hustle. And my website, everydayhustle.shop. Yeah, I invite everyone to grow with myself on this journey. And uh, you can find me on the socials. Right. And thanks so much for having me on your podcast oh, of course no thank you for your time bro it's much appreciated no worries yeah all right adam until next time it was great having you on the wire to wire podcast thanks again thanks yeah, i appreciate you bro
Likewise. Yeah. Bless. Take care. Take care. Cheers.